In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today's the final Sunday of Epiphany, and we always conclude the season of Epiphany with the story of the Transfiguration. I think we know this story. This is something that is familiar to us, this idea of Jesus being changed in front of his disciples. Today we hear this version, which is Jesus going up atop a mountain with three of his disciples, and then there being transformed, being transfigured. The word that is used here in Scripture, transfigured, is only used this one time in the entire Bible. This word that means to be changed or elevated or transformed is held for this one particular moment when something incredible happens to Jesus. Now, whatever happened up on that mountain, we know it had a profound impact on Jesus' disciples. These people who had been walking with and learning from and witnessing what Jesus had been doing went up on this mountain and saw something totally unique. Something that changed the way they perceived their own call, the way they even perceived Jesus himself. And when that happened, the disciples were kind of stunned paralyzed. Maybe they were fascinated, but one thing is sure, they wanted to stay. They wanted to stay there. They wanted to build something there. They didn't really want to come down off the mountain because whatever they experienced was so incredible that they kept wanting it. And God knew this, and so the voice of God says, you need to listen to Jesus. And Jesus walked over, and in this very pastoral moment, places his hands on his disciples and says, get up. And do not be afraid. They were changed there in that moment. And they were changed in who they thought Jesus was. So who is Jesus? For us as Christians, 2,000 years later, we've inherited a whole lot of theology around Jesus. We've inherited this tradition that says that Jesus was fully human and Jesus was fully divine. This kind of balance is hard for us to strike. Because inevitably, as we begin to try and understand Jesus and how Jesus impacts us and the way we're supposed to live, we tend to lean into one of those or the other. Either we really like the human Jesus and all of his mess, or we really like the divine Jesus as a leader and someone who pulls us along. And if we're not careful, we tend to ignore one side or the other. Today we remember a story that really kind of brings to bear both of those and calls us and our attention as well to make sure that we maintain that idea of humanity and divinity together in balance. Jesus is unique, and Jesus' uniqueness is a gift to us. Jesus' uniqueness is what God offers us so that in our own lives we get the opportunity to be better than we could be on our own. In our own lives, we get the opportunity to actually lean in and become the people God really hopes that we would be, the people God created us to be. I want us to resist this sort of magical feeling about the transfiguration, this kind of special effects, pew, pew, you know, you can get into that a little too easily if you imagine the shininess of Jesus and instead to consider what it would have been like to have seen a person you thought you knew well changed before you. To think about in our own lives, when we have known people for a long time, and when we think we know everything about them, and yet something is revealed about them that is bigger than we ever knew, bigger than we had imagined, and they are 
transformed in front of us. A few weeks ago, a funeral was held in North Alabama for a man named Hody Childress. He died at the age of 80 on New Year's Day this year. Now, Hody was a farmer. He was a man that worked really hard for the little that he had. And for those coming to the funeral, they thought they knew him. He had been in this community his entire life. It was not very big. Everybody knew everybody. And they thought they knew who Hody was and the kind of man he was. And they would have told you that he was kind, that he was cheerful. He always had a smile for everybody. But at the funeral, it was revealed that Hody had a secret. More than 10 years before his death, Hody was at the small pharmacy in his little town of Geraldine, Alabama, and he was waiting for his prescription and chatting with the owner and pharmacist of this little pharmacy. And he happened just to ask a simple question, do people ever come in without the ability to pay for their medication? And the pharmacist said, yes, actually many times people come in and they don't have the money to pay for the medicines that they need. So Hody pulled out a small bill and handed it to the owner and said, if anyone ever comes in and they can't pay for their medication, use this and just tell them that it's a blessing from God. I don't want to know who received the money or who received the help, and I don't want them to know who gave. And so the owner took the bill, and as Hody walked out the door, she unfolded it, and to her surprise, it was a $100 bill. And she thought that was very generous, but the generosity didn't stop there, because every month, Hody returned for over a decade and gave the pharmacist a $100 bill to continue to help the people who needed it most in their community. Of the people that he helped, Brooke, the owner of the pharmacy, recalled one story at the funeral, that there was once a young single mom and she and her daughter both needed medication that their insurance didn't cover and she just had run out of money that month and couldn't pay. And so Brooke, the owner, handed her the medication with the receipt attached, paid in full, and the mother burst into tears. And then several months later, that same woman came back and not only paid for the medication, but made a donation to the fund that she held at the pharmacy to help other people. She paid it forward because she was so inspired by the help that Hody had shown her. There, in that church, a man people thought they'd known for 80 years was transfigured in front of them because of his kindness and his generosity and his courage to give the little he had to show love in the world without any credit. This week, we begin Lent. On Wednesday, we start Lent with Ash Wednesday, a reminder of our mortality. The ash that we receive on our head reminds us that, yes, death will come for all of us, but death is not the end. It is a confident, courageous move for us to begin a season that actually invites us to turn toward God. The, the theme this year for Lent is you turn because we're called to repent. We're called to make a turn. We're called to change what we do and the habits that we have in order to grow closer to God. Lent is an opportunity for us to consider who we are and who we'd like to be, to consider those small ways, maybe big ways, that we can actually make changes in our lives that help us to move closer and closer to the person God made us to be. This Lent, you're invited to consider how you can turn, how you can turn toward God such that in Easter, 
you can share God's big love with everyone you meet. This is an opportunity for us, a three-month opportunity when we hold Lent and Easter together to actually make a change because change is not easy to make. It is difficult for us to make meaningful change in our lives. And so we get this three-month period of time where we can lean in and we can take specific steps to actually try to change who we are. There are moments in our lives where we get the opportunity to dig deep and Lent is one of them. To feel the fear of what could be, to accept the discomfort of the unknown, to acknowledge that it's so much easier to just leave things as they are and to ignore the opportunities in front of us. But we all know we have something weighing on us. We all know we have habits we would love to change. We all know there are actions that we can take to help us become much healthier. This week, we get a chance to make those moves. This week, we get a chance to respond to God's uniqueness, knowing that we're not alone. And we don't have to make these changes alone. That Jesus is there with us, walking with us, guiding us, and can make such a difference in our lives. This week, we can take a courageous step forward. We do not have to stay where we are. We can feel in such a tangible way Jesus coming to us, touching us, and saying, get up. Do not be afraid. We, too, can be transformed. We, too, can be changed. Fear will never hold us back when we trust that love leads the way. Amen.